From the beginning of this Lenten season with Ash Wednesday, we've made a journey. From sackcloth and ashes, we've come to the cross. It's a tragic journey, a journey filled with foreboding and sorrow, a journey that leaves those of us who've tracked this whole series emotionally drained. Because like Jesus, we knew all along where this journey was going. It's like watching Titanic. You know where it's going and what's going to happen. But of course, there's no comparison to the meaning of tonight's story. For us Christians, we knew we would come to this day, this Good Friday. We knew we would come to the cross. We've made this journey before every year. We walk with our Lord to Calvary step by agonizing step. We wonder every year why this day is called good. To better understand and give more meaning to our journey, we return to a time long ago in the Old Testament long before Jesus was born and even long before the words of our Old Testament text from Isaiah were spoken, the journey began. The journey began in the days of Moses and the desert wanderings of the people Israel. God promised to live with his people and he gave Moses detailed instructions for the, co- for the construction of the tabernacle, a large tent with a courtyard with all kinds of items and furniture in it for worship and sacrifice. There, in the most holy place, God made his throne room on earth so that he would truly be in the midst of his people. But God's presence has drawbacks, difficulties. How can the unholy, sinful people of Israel dwell in the presence of the Holy One of Israel? How can the unworthy be in the presence of the righteous one? How can man be face to face with God? And to add terror to this reality, fire came forth from the altar of the tabernacle and consumed a few people, the sons of Aaron. Nadab and Abihu offered the wrong kind of fire. They took it from the wrong place. It was unauthorized by God and they died. How can anyone stand in the presence of the Holy One? This seems so weird to us New Testament people. In our worship, we can light the wrong candle on the advent wreath. We can use the wrong colors of the season, knock something over. The pastor can spill the wine at the altar and nothing's going to happen except maybe a few gasps from the congregation. Back then, people were terrified. But God, who wishes to dwell with his people, established a way for the holy to dwell among the unholy. The Lord instituted the Day of Atonement. One day of the year the high priest was to go into the most holy place of the tabernacle, take blood of a goat behind the curtain, and place it on the mercy seat, a piece of furniture in there, to atone for the sin of the people. Thus the people of God were cleansed of their sin, and they could dwell with God without fear. Here's the thing. On the day of atonement, there were two goats. One goat was sacrificed, and the blood was poured out on the most holy place, The other goat was the sin bearer. God instructed Moses to have the high priest place his hands on the head of the second goat, the live goat, and transfer the sins of the people to it. Then the high priest was to have the goat sent out, led out into the wilderness back to Satan, the father of all lies. All the sins of the people were carried away by this sin bearer. Two goats 
one which was the sacrifice to wash away the sins of the people with its blood, and the other which bore the sins of all the people back to Satan. In our journey to the cross, we see that Jesus is the fulfillment of both goats. Jesus Christ is both the sacrifice and the sin bearer. Isaiah tells us surely he has borne our sins and carried our sorrows. The suffering servant is the sin bearer. He who knew no sin became sin for us as he took upon himself the sins of the whole world. In his baptism, Jesus took up all of the sins and carried them out into the wilderness to Satan. He did battle with the evil in the wilderness, but that was only the beginning of his sin-bearing journey. Christ's journey as our sin-bearer continued throughout his earthly journey until today, on Good Friday, it has come to the cross. Christ carried all of our sins to Calvary, and here we see him lifted up. And when we look upon that cross of wood, that tree, what do we see? We should see our sin, for he's carried them to, to this hill. We should see the one who became our sin and hangs exposed as our shame is uncovered. We should see our sin carried by our sin bearer. But we also see that he is the other goat as well. We see the sacrifice. Jesus is the sacrificial goat who was stricken smitten by God and afflicted for us. He's the one whose blood is shed for you for the forgiveness of your sin. Not only for the good church person who comes to church every Sunday, not only for the person who's got their life together and does good, not only for the person who doesn't have depression or addictions or hatred or whatever, but for all people and all people have something going on. If we say we have no sin, we lie to ourselves and the truth is not in us. Despised and rejected by men, Jesus, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, and as one from whom men hide their faces was despised, and we esteemed him not. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace, and with his wounds we are healed. And so the journey that began in the wilderness with the children of Israel, the journey that was more clearly defined by the Day of Atonement and the two goats, this journey is fulfilled in Christ Jesus for He is the fulfillment of the Day of Atonement. He is the Atonement. He's the new system of sacrifice and worship which replaced that old system. Our Lenten journey has brought us to Jesus as we knew it would. Even now, as we look upon the tree, we see the two goats of the Day of Atonement fulfilled in the one Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. The sin-bearer is raised high and lifted up, up upon the tree. And the blood of the sacrifice is sprinkled upon all the nations. Christ Jesus pours out His blood to atone for the sins of mankind. The Lamb without blemish or spot cleanses us from every spot and stain. It is our sin that has brought the, pres the precious Lamb of God to the cross, for where else could the sin-bearer go? It is our guilt and shame that Jesus reveals upon the tree of the cross, and then He atones, pays the price, and we are redeemed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to His own way, and the Lord has laid on Him the iniquity of us all. 
Jesus bore that sin. He shed his blood and he declared, it is finished. When Jesus died, an amazing thing happened. The sky went dark and the earth shook. The rocks split and the curtain of the temple, the barrier to the most holy place, tore in two from top to bottom. The most holy place was revealed. Jesus, the sin bearer and the sacrifice, took his very own blood through the curtain into the most holy place and poured it out upon the mercy seat. Indeed, it is finished, and we are atoned for. The greatest and last high priest has gone into the most holy place, not with the blood of a goat, but with his own blood. And this blood cleanses and brings atonement to the world. The journey that began so long ago has come to this place, and it is finished. The Lamb of God, sin-bearer and sacrifice, gives meaning to our journey as we've traveled with him from our exile in the wilderness of sin to the cross. The instrument of torture and death has become a life-giving tree as Christ Jesus has paid the price. His death and his blood atone for you and me. And so it is that this day, in its tragedy, is truly good. In Jesus' name, amen.